if you're looking for some sunshine and some adventure, a couple of ideas that might take your fancy. Are you there, bud? And while we're waiting for that, yeah, here's a couple of ideas. Swimming at a new beach resort in Japan. Uh, these are some recommendations for 2009. How about that? Don't go to the real beach, which is just around the road. You can go to one like that, exactly, the real fake thing. Or you can go on this um, new hotel planned in the Grand Canyon. For those of you not scared of heights, how about going for a walk over the Grand Canyon and looking down through your glass-bottomed glass, uh, walkway? I feel sick just looking at it. <laughs> or for those of you who've got a strong stomach, how about Las Vegas? Always wonderful in Las Vegas. You can go on one of these at the top of the hotel and stops literally over the edge of the building. And if that doesn't grip you, perhaps this will grip you, this little crab-like uh, construction. Someone, uh, Ekna said that one of her mates has actually been on this thing in L.A. Oh, it makes me even iller looking at it. Or you can play Roger Federer, and this is actually, uh, is Federer playing here at the top of this hotel? I think he's playing um, Sampras or Agassi. There they are, playing on the top of a hotel in Dubai. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Anyone got any idea why you'd want to do that? There he is, looking over the edge. You're getting encouraged about some ideas for holidays? And if that doesn't grab you, perhaps you need something more adventurous. How about some hiking and uh, mountain trekking? Anyone up for that? Or like a good walk? Okay, well, here's a good walk for you. Up the side of the mountain. And if that's not uh, scary enough, well, perhaps you should try something like this. Just hold on to the chain, walk along the walkway. Any takers? Not for me. Oh, yeah. Okay, Steve. All right, Steve. Well, why don't you, I think, why don't you lead us on? And uh, for those of you who enjoy riding bicycles, you can even do this on a bicycle. So, Steve, why don't you try this and come back and tell us how it is? All right. Because there are a couple of shots now of people on bicycles on the edge of mountains. I, I don't know about you, but I just think this is stupid. I mean, it's absolutely stupid. Why would you want to do that? Or that. Have a ha great holiday, guys, wherever you choose to go. Thank you very much, Donnie. As for me and my family, we prefer far more sedate things like lying on a beach with a pina colada in one hand and a hot dog on the other. Why don't you turn with me, please, to um, Psalm 84. I'm going to speak for about five minutes. Psalm 84. Obviously, I've been thinking of the year, reflecting on the year as we rapidly approach the end of it. And I have to say that uh, with all that's happened this year, I have to say that I end the year with peace in my heart and with a great deep satisfaction that God is building His church 
And as I look over this room, just seeing a whole bunch of people that weren't here a year ago. That's wonderful. God is so amazing, and he's building his church, eh? And I, I just wanted to encourage you with two scriptures. One that has reference to Christmas, and another one which just has a reference to our journey uh, as we walk our lives through with Christ. Psalm 84. I love the scripture. It simply says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altar. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. And this is the part I want to just concentrate on. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Other translations say, who in their hearts have set the the pathways of God. It's referencing how we walk with him. And other translations also say, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they go through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. The early rain covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength until each one appears before God in Zion. Isn't that amazing? Oh, it's amazing for me. Absolutely amazing. Such an encouragement to us. And uh, this year has been a year of challenge. It has been a year of pilgrimage. And can I just remind you, as we celebrate this morning, the end of this year, and this is the last time I'll be preaching this year before I go on holiday, but can I just remind you all that this time last year, we were still at St. Columbus High School. We're still there, still unpacking all our gear, still doing what we were doing. It's only 12 months ago. And then from there, we had to move to Breakspear School, and then from there, we came here. God has done amazing things in one year. And I know this building is not the thing. It's a means to an end to see the kingdom come. But hey, I'm glad I'm not still at St. Columbus School unpacking this morning. I am. I don't know about you. So we've got some good things to rejoice about. And many of you that I see seated here before me this morning weren't part of the church then. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. Many, Some of you weren't saved this time last year. And... Uh, Isn't that amazing that God has touched people's hearts and lives and saved some out of darkness into light? And God has proved himself to be faithful time and time again over this last year. And so there there is, for me, a deep satisfaction in my heart. But you know what I love most about that little scripture is the promise that it holds. Because if you've ever walked, like we looked at those pictures of people hiking, when you start out on a journey, normally you are full of energy, you're full of passion, you're full of focus and you want to launch out on the journey and then what happens after a period of time after you've walked eight or ten or twelve or fifteen kilometers what happens is your energy level begins to drain away how many of you have been on a hike in the mountains especially with young children they're very enthusiastic the five first five kilometers the second five it's like i want to go home i've had enough dad but you know what is the wonderful promise about that scripture it says those whose strength is in you, 
Those who dwell in his house, who've set their hearts on the pathways of God for their lives, what does it say? It says, even they go through weeping, times of weeping and valleys, it says they go from strength to strength. I love that. It's you can end the journey stronger than when you started. That's what it's saying. It's saying if your hope and your trust is in the right place, you can end the journey Even though you might have been walking for years, you can end the journey in a stronger place than when you started. It says we go from strength to strength. And God's promise to us this morning is quite simple, that we grow stronger and stronger as we dwell in Him, even though we walk through challenges that life brings to us. So perhaps this year has been a scary year for you. Perhaps there have been some mountains. Perhaps there have been some valleys. Perhaps the road has been rougher than you thought, perhaps more difficult than you thought. But I want to encourage you this morning, don't be tempted just to sit down along the road, catch your breath, and try and get some rest. Don't just be content to do that. Sometimes we're too afraid to get up, and we look out, and the road still stretches miles and miles ahead, and it looks painful, and we don't even... Stand on to our feet. I want to encourage you at the end of this year. Yes, there has been the credit crunch. Yes, there's been all these things. But as we wait on him, our strength is renewed. And we go from strength to strength. The wonder of what I'm saying this morning, my friends, is simply this. For those of us that are in Christ, we have a fresh supply of grace in our lives for every day. Amen? A fresh supply of grace in our lives every day. So we can enjoy and look forward to the journey, knowing that we're going to end stronger than when we first started. And as I look back on this last year, I have to say that the church is in a better place at the end of this year than it was at the beginning. God is good. God is good. And he's building his church. And he's building his kingdom. So perhaps you might not feel so chirpy at the end of the year as that uh, you did at the beginning. Perhaps you don't feel so buoyant. Perhaps you feel like you do need a good rest. Well, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. As long as we are moving forward, even if it is more slowly, we move forward in what is real power, and that is living by the grace of God in our lives, step by step, as he gives us grace to walk. So I want to say to you, I know I don't have any hair and I don't have any gray hair, but I'm probably going to start getting some soon. But I want to end my life as a gray-haired veteran. I, can't, I, I used to run marathon. I actually am, I am a veteran now. If you're over 40, you're a veteran, according to uh, marathon terms. But, so if you had a, running a marathon, you'd have a little V with all the old guys. You know, I used to laugh at those guys when I was young. Hey, look at the veterans. They're so old, and I am one. Anyway. But I want to end my life as a gray-haired veteran, still holding on to the truth of Christ and proclaiming it as passionately as I can, even like an 18-year-old, with the same energy as an 18-year-old. I don't know about you. And I trust that that is the prayer for your life as well. You know what I've found, though, is that sometimes we go through little valleys, some valleys, and people give up so easily with the first little challenge of a valley. And where's the grace of God? It's too hard, as the Australians say. Well, I want to just say to you, if we're going to power on and be gray-haired veterans that do not, that still do hold on to the truth of Christ and proclaim it boldly, then there's a reality that God wants to come 
and just impart his grace and his life to us as we go forward. Amen? That's what it says. Remember when we were studying the Beatitudes, it said, blessed means happy. Happy are those whose strength is in you, who have, their, have your ways in their hearts. They go from strength to strength. Amen? They go from strength to strength. You know the other scripture that we know so well? You can probably quote it to me. Even youths, young men, grow faint and weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings on eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not grow faint. Amen? Let that be the song in our hearts as we finish this year. So don't fret about the new year. Don't worry about the future and the battles that lie ahead. Because I want to say to you, although we're going to face some battles next year, the truth is also this, is that in Christ you go from strength to strength. There's no challenge that comes to you and I that does not also come with a sufficient grace package in order that we can overcome it. How, you, how many of you have been in this church more than three or four years and remember Blythe and Joan? Blythe and Joan? We've been praying for them since I've, we've, we've known them maybe five or six years. They've been trusting for a child now for many, many years. And we found out a couple of weeks ago that they are not pregnant and they are expecting their first child. That's an amazing thing. It's a, it's a testament to the power of persevering prayer. But I want to say this to you also, is that for them, the grace package they needed for their life was not the same as the grace package I needed for my life. What were they trusting for? They were trusting for a child. And they needed that grace month after month after month when it didn't happen. Grace to believe. Grace to hold on. Grace to say, God, you're going to do it. And even though it took six or seven years, it happened. Amen? We all need grace for our lives in different areas. God gives us the package that we need to overcome the challenge that we face. Spurgeon said this. I love his writing. He said this. God will give the strength of ripe manhood with the burden allotted to fully grown shoulders. Amen? Remember I preached out of 1 John. Let the, let the children grow up to be young men, and the young men grow up to be fathers. We need some fathers with broad shoulders to carry what God wants to put on us. Amen. Second little scripture. I said five minutes, already ten minutes, but I, I had that PowerPoint thing, eh? so that wasn't my time. All right? Okay. Second little scripture for you. God is always... Not only the God of sufficiency, but he's also the God of the increase. We don't just get what we need. We always get more. And I love the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah, as you know, prophesies, much of Isaiah prophesies into the coming of Christ. And as we look forward to Christmas, I want to reference one scripture that is most pertinent at this time of year. You want to go with me to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And I'm closing with this. Isaiah chapter 9, as we look forward to this new year, it says, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, 
And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David and on his kingdom, he will establish it to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. Amen. I am sounding Pentecostal this morning. I've said it about 10 times, but that's okay. As I've been thinking about this year, I want to speak over you as the members of this church. I want to speak peace upon you. I do. I want to speak peace upon you. The blessing of the Christ, of the Son of God. I want to speak that peace over you as a church. And uh, perhaps it has been a year of striving, a year of sense of God want breakthrough. And now I want to speak peace over you because the breakthrough is coming. I want to speak peace over you. He is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the Prince of Christ. And I prophesy over you as the members of this church an increase of the government of God in your lives, an increase of the righteousness of Christ in your lives, and an increase of the peace of God in your life. And that peace will know no end. That's what the Scripture promises to all of us that believe. So I want to speak it over you this morning as we think about Christmas, that that peace will reign in your heart, that it will reign in our relationships, that it will reign with us as we walk into the future, with all that the future might hold, good things, challenges, whatever it might be, that the peace of God that passes all understanding will rest upon you, each and every one. And that's my prayer for us as a church. And let that peace be upon us like a mighty rushing river, just bursting its banks in our lives. Happy are those, blessed are those, happy are those whose strength is in you. Why? Because they go from strength to strength. And I'm absolutely convinced that 2009 is going to be a year of going from strength to strength in all that God has for us. Amen? Trevor, why don't you just come lead us in one more song as we finish. And then we're going to pray. After this, we're going to pray at the end of the meeting. Richard and Sharon, it's uh, their last Sunday with us. They are off to Surrey. It's been transferred down there um, to take up a new position at a school. And so it's been great to have you guys with us. Eh? God bless you. It's, I'm sure you're going to have a wonderful, wonderful new life down there. And uh, look us up from time to time. Amen. All right, and we're going to pray for you. So those that want to pray for Richard and Sharon, we're going to pray for them over there. And then we're also saying goodbye to Jerry and Nikki today. Jerry and Nikki, and uh, we're going to pray for them over here on my right-hand side after the meeting. And Guido, we're going to pray for you as well because Guido, it's his last Sunday with us for a while. He's going back to Germany to establish his business there. So Guido, we're going to pray for you as well. So why don't you come to the middle? So we're going to have three groups praying. For people, all right? And uh, we speak blessing over you guys. Also for Jerry and Nikki for their years of service here. We want to say thank you for that, for all that you've put into the life of the church. We value that and honor that and trust that God will go with you as you go. Amen? So let's stand and we're going to sing one more song and then we're going to go and eat together. So I'm going to say grace right now. So those of you that need to slip out immediately and go and start serving, 
That'll be great. Please do stay for lunch. If you haven't brought anything, that's fine. There's more than enough, all right? And then we're going to pray for the guys before we go and eat. But let's just thank God for the food. Father, we thank you for the blessing of food. We thank you, Lord, that you strengthen us with it. And, Lord, we want to just say thanks for your provision, every good thing that you pour out upon us. And so, Lord, we honor you this morning. And we just say thank you, Lord Jesus, for this food. Bless it to our bodies in Jesus' name. I pray for every single person here this morning. There will be a wonderful time of rest and refreshing over this holiday time. And Lord, we do. We do want to just pray for good health for every single family in this community that we'd be able to enjoy our rest and wouldn't get ill. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.